0: episode of Fully Booked. I'm Megan
1: and I'm Shereen
0: and today we are going to finish off the mystery portion of mystery month. It's almost the end of September so we are coming to an end of our month dedicated to mystery here on the podcast but also over on our website at fullybooked.ca and we figured what better way to kind of cap things off than to just have a chat about um, kind of everything that the mystery genre itself has to offer in the way of sort of subgenre, sub themes, subsections, whatever you want to call them, branches of mystery, I guess. Clause A. Clause, a, B, C. tree branches. I don't know. You can make a whole family tree style thing, I guess. Um, just of everything within the genre. Because since it's something that's been, I think, popularized and around for such a long time, there yeah. are so many, like there are for all of the big genres like there is for fantasy for science fiction all sorts of things there are so many sort of subcategories that exist now that you can get into you Um, can
1: find like everybody can find their niche I feel a hundred percent
0: in a way that you could not mm, do at another time because there was only so much that was published ever (laughs) so it just wasn't possible um so yeah so we're going to have just kind of a chat about I guess are some of the different subgenres that exist um some that we like maybe some we don't like some that we're just not even aware of that we haven't really touched on very much as well um so yeah so we can get that discussion started and we can talk about some of our let's say favorite subgenres of mystery
1: toots But before we get started, Megan, what's on your nice? (laughs) How are we doing
0: this right now, Shereen? That doesn't even make sense. You couldn't even think of anything for the last
1: one. What I was going to say is I have not been reading anything because I have been binge watching Gilmore Girls as is required at this time of year. At this
0: time of year. I think most people start, yeah, September-ish, I guess, around that time, Mm. yeah. (laughs) You're so ridiculous. Oh, boy. (laughs) Um, so, I mean, yeah, listen, you can probably think about it long enough and there are as many sub-genres of mystery as you want there to be or don't want there to be. Mm. You can just classify anything under, like, everything under, like, one giant umbrella. Yeah. Or you can just, you know, try to break it up a little bit. Um. Well,
1: I think, I think it's, like what's interesting now, like, going back to your point about, mm-hmm. like, the fantasy subgenres, for example, like, it's, like, you can't really say, I don't like mystery, or I don't like fantasy. No, because, because it's, it's probably like, not true. It's probably not, <laughs> yeah. because it's, like, it's, like, well, if you, like, crime through, oh, my gosh, if you, like, crime <laughs> thrillers, please edit that out, uh, <laughs> <laughs> then, um, you can probably find, like, fantasy crime thrillers, you know, like, yeah. there's, There is, and that's a subgenre of
0: crime,
1: (laughs) of like of mystery. Your urban fantasy mystery, urban
0: fantasy mystery types of things, like your Dresden Files type of stuff. There's like an entire. Thing. yeah that's it that's very much like that and it's funny because those sorts of stories almost encompass like other types mm-hmm. of um other types of mystery books which are like uh like your hard boiled detective fiction yeah. you know like those like almost noir ones noir. from like the f- even like the ones from like the 40s and 50s oh, like your Dashiell Hammett and things like that like your Maltese Falcon types of mysteries Maltese Falcon yeah I don't know what this one is. Oh my god, it's like an old <laughs> movie with Humphrey Bogart that's based oh, on a book, it's nice. really famous. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Shireen doesn't watch anything that's in black and white.
1: <laughs> I saw that one with the guy with the knife psycho like a, psycho yeah. is what you're thinking of.
0: <laughs> yeah, we have to get you up on more Hitchcock stuff. <laughs> Those also almost fall under that category. They're very crime thriller, psychological thriller, mm-hmm. depending on which one you're watching those are great and a lot of his are also based on books. psycho yeah. is a novel uh rear window i believe was a short story the birds the is birds also a book by daphne du maurier or yep. a story by daphne du maurier i don't remember it's a full-size book or a novella i'm not sure
1: no it's a full-size book is i it? have it here somewhere oh okay all I'm right i'm pretty sure i do i believe you you probably Oh no sorry i have the vhs right there
0: oh that's <laughs> not what we're thinking okay. <laughs> Wow. <laughs> oh boy um so yeah so any of those types of things like your noir fiction oftentimes mm. anything that involves like a detective or a private investigator especially your lonely private investigator oh, like yeah like your hard-boiled yeah. like uh oh, nothing bothers me <laughs> yeah. kind of thing those are or the great. fedora
1: and a cigarette like. those are
0: great I do find that with stories like that I'm more I'm a little because they're very um Kind of formulaic by now with the mm-hmm. way that they're that they're done. I am drawn a little bit more to like watching a film than reading a book. Yeah, I will read um, like a detective story or like a police procedural of sorts and things like that. That's like yeah. a mystery, but a mystery that is you know from the perspective of the um, investigating whoever the heck is trying to solve right. the crime. Right. It could be it. You know, oftentimes it's a detective. Sometimes right. it's a PI. It could be. It could be a journalist. It could mm. be a medical examiner. Like you have all with kinds them, of things. With
1: like, I find uh, not young adult, but like the younger than the younger than the young adult like like the, middle grade yeah kind like of. the middle grade like yeah. they do a lot of these like with kids being the detective because of
0: uh nancy drew and the hardy boys yeah. man like those are and those those are mystery those yeah. are young adult mysteries but that's very um it's your scooby-doo your yep. kids solving crime exactly
1: like that's a whole other subgenre i think that's probably one of my more favorite ones they're like fun they are mystery. really like they're always fun
0: i fucking love nancy drew she's the shit she's she great pretty good <laughs>
1: famous five um
0: yeah yeah. It is famous five, right? It is famous five. I believe so. Yeah.
1: And uh yeah, they, they were solving mysteries. Like, I said it, mm-hmm. and then I'm like, I'm not so sure. Actually. Yeah, no, I'm quite sure yeah. that you're right,
0: actually. I haven't, yeah. I'm not as familiar with them, yeah. so, like, I can't get into specifics, but yes, it is true. Um, but yeah, obviously, and I think that when people think about mysteries mm. as a genre, they're very likely to think about a detective story. Because Absolutely. it's your Sherlock Holmes, yeah. your Poirot, yeah. Miss Marple, anything Agatha Christie, anything yeah, Agatha Christie Marple. Marple. ever wrote. Yeah.
1: yeah. Um, And you're right, and as we've been having this discussion, it's like, you know, when you think about what is a mystery, I mean, it's, you're here, you know, there's clues, there's a a gripping plot, and Mm -hmm. then at the end, like, it can be a whodunit, it can be, you know, depending on what's happened, somebody might have been murdered, uh, some crime was committed, and then ultimately, they're looking for the truth, right? They want to find out what happened. And so, when you think about what a mystery is, fundamentally, like, it's very applicable to a lot of... Of so book. much, like, and so just, many. It's kind of like a blanket, like, for sure, because you
0: know. so many other types of stories and other prominently other genres yeah. in fantasy and science fiction, in yeah. horror, in other things do have some form of mystery in them and somehow, then working
1: towards like
0: the truth at the end. Like there is Harry a Harry Potter, yes. Like I'm there sure is like the a f- question that always yes. needs to be answered.
1: Yeah. like the first three Harry Potter books are essentially mysteries. mysteries. <laughs> it's
0: essentially Harry Potter solves this mystery the yeah. mystery of the philosopher's stone yeah. the mystery of the chamber exactly. of secrets the mystery of the prisoner of azkaban right
1: but then like moving on from there like it starts no to become then less like for this sure is what the mystery is but yeah the first three are definitely and like prisoner of azkaban my favorite by far
0: which also very dark and very much a mystery very like it much. really has yeah. that kind of element to it where yeah. it's almost like the kids are almost again becoming the detectives yeah. to a certain extent doing their own Finding follow-up all work clues. for yeah. it following the clues to solve uh to you know solve the mystery quote-unquote or to answer the question that they need
1: an answer to I mean it's even like if you think about like some sci-fi young adult um like Ender's Game Mm. that's kind of a mystery as well like like what happened here you know and it's the kids who are looking at the clues and then they find the answer so yeah yeah like you can apply it to a lot to
0: so so much it's just something that's almost all-encompassing as a genre in its own way um because it's been around for a long time fun fact for anybody who wasn't aware one of the first detective stories that was ever published that really helped to popularize that subgenre was written by Edgar Allan Poe which I know a lot more people are familiar with. Telltale Heart? No no, no Murders in the Room Morgue oh, actually wait, yep. um he wrote that um early enough I think mm. um and yeah I know a lot more a lot of people get confused by that because they're like wasn't Edgar Allan Poe a horror author but again we're talking about overlap mm-hmm. um and it very much is a police procedural. A murder is committed on, the, on a street named Morgue, basically. Yeah. So, the Rue Morgue, it's French. Um, and there are detectives trying to find out how the murder was committed, who yeah. committed it, and why. Those are always the questions yeah. that are being asked in any kind of detective who done it. Yeah. kind of story. Um, so that helped to give way to a lot of other writers like Arthur Conan Doyle yeah. and Agatha Christie, who became incredibly prominent, obviously, for their detective stories. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, and their work in turn helped things, I think, to branch off to other sub-genres of the genre itself as well. Because like your Sherlock Holmes definitely, I think Sherlock Holmes helped to Birth the idea of like the psychological
1: thriller. Yes, because there's
0: so yeah. much deductive reasoning. Yes,
1: so many intricacies. So yes, so many clues. Everything's so well thought out yeah. that yes, I think that opened the doors to like the more modern way of telling a mystery. Like they are mm-hmm. they become increasingly intricate. Like the when you see the ones that get like more popular as we move forward, yes, like. Yeah. They, they've become very, very, like, complex, and I find that when I sometimes read, like, um like a young adult one, like, so for example, like the Inheritance Games, I think I was talking about that at one oh, point. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, I felt disappointed because I didn't feel like, you know, the I felt like they could have gone so much further with it, okay. you know, but then it's like, okay, you have to remember that this is, like, young adult, and yeah. then you're thinking, like, but there are adult ones that are they kind of fall flat as well. You of know? course. So, yeah. Yeah. So like like you're always bar... gonna have hits and misses. Yeah. Right? But it's like the bar keeps getting raised, I find. Oh, yeah. Um and like the the higher the bar goes, the higher the harder it is to find like a really gripping mystery. Every
0: um maybe once every five to 10 years, yeah. we wind up with one of those bestsellers that is just yeah. so, so good yeah. and so incredibly well written yeah. um, and well devised yeah. that, yeah, I feel it becomes increasingly difficult to write a good mystery story yeah. where no one can guess what's yeah. going on. No one sees the twist coming. Yeah. There's always got to be a, always twist. a twist, um, or two or three w- which or again is something that also happened a lot with initial, like, older detective stories, there was pretty much always a twist. Arthur Conan Doyle, Sherlock Holmes always has, like, something at the last minute that he Mm. figures out in his his detecting work that he does. Poirot is very similar in that way as well. Um, And even if you look at a story like Poe's Murders in the Rue Morgue, um, there's a really bizarre twist that I wouldn't necessarily want to give away. It's an interesting story Mm. if you haven't read it. It's a short story. It won't take you long to get through. It's a class um just about who the killer is specifically by the end of the story it's a yeah. bizarre one and you yeah. can tell that it was very early days of doing something yeah. like this but it was still like a surprising twist I can imagine that people at the time would have read this and been like what, <laughs> what? just happened uh, um, yeah. So yeah, and in, okay, so then if we're moving on, we're looking, okay, so Arthur Conan Doyle, I think that's it's psychological thrillers and twists and turns mm. in stories where a lot of that probably were his doing to mm-hmm. a certain extent. And then on the flip side of that, if you go in a different kind of direction, you look at somebody like Agatha Christie, yes, she has her Poirot character, yep. who's much more of a straightforward detective. However, if you get into Miss Marple, then you get into your cozy mystery, <laughs> Because as far as I'm concerned, Miss Marple is like the beginning of Cozy Mysteries really being a thing. Yeah. She is the beginning. I can't of...
1: stand her. <laughs> yeah. She, she <laughs> is your, she's your little old lady yeah. in a
0: tiny English village and she's always just Solving using her crimes. wits to solve crimes. But I'm pretty sure that Miss Marple is the reason that Cozy Mysteries are so popular. So what else would you say falls under Cozy Mystery? Anything. There are so many things. Um, any series. uh, It's usually a series. It's very rare that it's one book. Um, Anything that has predominantly a female protagonist that's something Mm. that I feel is very prevalent with cozy mysteries Uh, it's almost always set in a small town it's very rare that you find something that's in a city Mm. you usually get it in a small town so that there's a small cast of characters Mm. I think that the idea of that also comes from the classic locked room mystery, there's a murder that occurs in one room, a detective shows up, no one's leaving until we find out who did it, God if you guys ever watched Clue, it's one of my favorite
1: movies, she she won't stop about, I think we're gonna have to watch it have you not watched it? I've you? never seen it oh my
0: god you suck you have to watch this
1: movie <laughs> yeah but you know I watch like the same five movies I know but this, I,
0: this is what I'm here for is to expand your horizons <laughs> so that then you find another fun movie that you want to go back to I Predator I
1: was not down for
0: okay that's a really different kind of film Shireen. it's not the same as Tim Curry playing a butler quipping everybody in a smarmy just, British way the that's whole just time home alone no, it's better. No, it's better than that. He, There's more of him, so it's better. <laughs> uh, anyway. I'm, <laughs> um, But, okay, yeah. So I'd say small town setting, largely female protagonists. Don't quote me on that because I know that there are some that don't have female protagonists. Um who are never, never, ever are they actual detectives or anything. That's mm. not a thing. They are, or, quote-unquote, ordinary people mm. um, who are either working somewhere or own their own business. The owning your own business thing is very prevalent, I find. They own a bakery. They own a bookstore. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> they run a restaurant. They have something that mm. they do. And um, the there's they constantly find themselves, they stumble onto crime scenes. Like these people are never looking for this. They don't go looking for the answers. They don't go looking for crime. It's always conveniently in front of them. There is, someone has died. Something weird has happened. And they are always the person who finds it and always the person who's willing to take a step back and examine really what's happened from start to finish and just use again simple reasoning normally pretty simple reasoning to come up with um an answer as to what happened
1: Hmm. I'm trying to think like what else would fall like what what I've read that would fall that would fall under that oh god I couldn't tell you I don't know it's hard Um, to I'm like trying to like think yeah there's clues that like I know that that's what the plot is but they're just nice fun types of especially in the fall like I find like this uh, is such a so a good fall kind of book that you want to read because it's cozy and you know that like nothing yes something bad has happened but it's not like gory or sinister very
0: very rarely cozy mysteries are really great for people who are like oh I like a twist in a story I like a mystery but they're like oh god but don't give me anything super bloody Mm. or don't give me any subject matter that's super fucked up yeah like a person who's like no thank you like I don't want (laughs) it (laughs) yeah well yeah that's it like like they don't like they don't want it to be either that's it scary like they don't want it to be like terrifying when they're reading it um and they don't want it to be like like a like a serial killer book almost where it's like, the, like you know, everything that happens is worse than the last yeah. kind of thing. It's not usually about that. Mm. It's usually also, you know, cozy mysteries are on the Scooby-Doo end of the spectrum. Yes. We unmask the killer at the yes, end. And it's
1: something that wasn't as scary as it seemed in the beginning. Yeah, you know? and again,
0: it's ordinary people doing this, you know. We would have gotten yeah. away with it too if it weren't for you <laughs> meddling kids and your dog or whatever. Yeah. So, yeah, so it's very much... Like that. Yeah, and Cozy Mysteries are this, uh, Cozy Mysteries are the equivalent of a hot cup of tea and a blanket in Mm. the fall when you pick them up. Uh, you're, you know, you're going to read the whole thing in a day. Yeah. Also because when they're well done and they're well written, they're so fun mm. that you're just like, no, I'd like to keep... I'm going to keep going. Yeah, keep yeah. going with this narration, keep going with this person. And if you, if the lead is well written and well yeah. put together, you want to keep reading totally. their story. You want to keep reading how it is that they're coming up with the ideas they're coming up with. And there is, again, it's one of those types of things where... As just everyday people, as the everyman, we want to think that we would be able to do something like yeah. this. And the cozy mystery, I think, gives you, as the reader, the opportunity to almost experience it yourself yeah. as well. True. Because you're not, this isn't from the perspective of a detective with 20 years of experience mm. or a private investigator with a license to be able to do this. This is mm. an ordinary person who's like, oh, I run this bookstore and, you know, one of my one of the suppliers, I found their dead body in the back room yeah. kind of thing. And I myself, through a note that was left in the book <laughs> that they <laughs> provided for me or something like a rare book right, that they left me, was... Know was able to piece together, like, who I think might have had something to do with this. And I think that that, um, is something that, like, secretly a lot of us would think was pretty cool if
1: we were able to do that. For sure. And I think that's, like, part of, like, what is the draw with mystery. is You're kind of, like, it's feasible. Like, it's not, like, like fantasy where it's like this will no. never happen or like sci-fi where you're like oh this is a very small chance of this actually happening. Yeah it almost um, never
0: takes place in a world that's not fictional. our world. Yeah. yeah like it almost never takes yeah. place
1: somewhere that's unrealistic. Exactly um some of my like personal favorite mysteries are the ones that are um like elaborate heists. So yeah what was a that? A caper. A caper. The capers are fun. I heard about this specific name just today. Uh, <laughs> but um, no, I think that capers are more about like the crime itself. And
0: usually the people committing the crime. Yeah. A lot of the time. Yeah,
1: And not actually about like the the story of the detective, yep. or, solving, you know, or solving, or solving it, yeah. or you know, like uh, going through the crime scene and like how they solved it. Mm-hmm. It's about the committing of the crime itself, and like it's about
0: getting away with exactly. whatever. exactly.
1: And it, it's quite interesting to look at a mystery from that perspective. It's yeah. like it's like telling a story from the villain's point of view. Yeah, those know? are
0: and it's just you know we all it's interesting for people I think to flip the script a little bit on that the general tone of something from the person trying to stop it from happening or find the person who did it to the person trying to make it happen right. and then of course you yourself as the reader have to decide based on that do um, am I on this person's side yeah. or do I not agree with what they're doing
1: yeah mm-hmm yeah, um, and, like, think, like, you know, if you want movies that have this example, Ocean's Eleven. Um, yeah, um,
0: fucking God, what's that one that has, like, two remakes now? The Italian Job? The Italian Job.
1: I was trying to think, what was the other one? Um, And then, like, I go back again to the Inheritance Games. Like, that's kind mm-hmm. of, like, it's not really a heist. Like, it's more of, like, a... But what I like... The reason why I mentioned the Inheritance Games is because I find often in these, like, heist movies or, like... These movies or stories or books or whatever where this it's more about the crime itself, the clues become everything and all the, yeah. the small little details become everything. Um, I think of the Da Vinci Code as well. Like, it's not yeah. really a heist, but it's like more on that side of like looking at all these tiny little clues that existed and it you is know?
0: your and the da Vinci code leans more heavily into your everyman quote-unquote yeah. solving a mystery like yes obviously the character was that Robert Langdon that's right is obviously highly intelligent I think he teaches at Harvard or something yeah. I can't remember he's like a tenured professor basically yeah. in uh,
1: like coding uh, yeah that's it he
0: has a very specific uh very specific set of skills um
1: <laughs>
0: okay Liam <Neeson. laughs> uh who ever knew I'd need to quote that movie anyway um you know and so he what he does is very niche however obviously because you want the book to happen you want the yeah. story to happen um his expertise is the one that's needed specifically in order to help solve the crimes that are being committed yeah yeah those are yeah those are ones like that I fell off of after like a few of them but
1: you know I think I I read the first one and it was good but I, I felt yeah I mean again like you have to really be in the mood for something like this because you sure. gotta really pay attention yeah
0: for sure I will say I think I read I think I read them out of order because the Da Vinci Code was the one that really exploded so I think I read Da Vinci Code before I read I think the first one's Angels and Demons is it I believe oh, so I read
1: the Da Vinci Code first so, too, so did then. I
0: yeah um and then I read Angels and Demons after I preferred that one
1: They made a movie out of that, didn't they? They did. They made a movie out of both. With, uh, what's his face? Ewan McGregor. No, uh, Tom Hanks. No, but Ewan McGregor is in Angels and Demons, I think. Is he? I think he plays a... Priest or something. I don't think I've watched it. Now I can only see him in those Wikipedia ads, not Wikipedia, ads, Expedia ads. Oh, the <laughs> life in lemons <laughs> thing there. Yeah, yeah, those very weird.
0: Yeah. Anyway, you and McGregor's just doing shit now. It's
1: like I, he's Obi Wan one day, and the next day he's telling you to go live your best life um, with expedia.ca or whatever. Yeah, I mean, whatever. Good for him. Twenty twenty two is a confusing. Time. <laughs> um. Yeah
0: those yeah the but yeah to get back to the i don't even remember what our original point I was but know. the caper type of heist story and stuff <laughs> those ones are an interesting way to get a totally different perspective but still stay in the same genre yeah. overall with it and then i find obviously there are so many there are so many subgenres that you could just talk about anything forever if you wanted to i do think that in more modern times what we've seen happen um is that we've evolved from just mystery to thriller we've we've wanted it's like we wanted more so we kicked it up a notch so you kicked it up to your thriller which much of the time again there's more than one even subgenre of thrillers at this
1: point yeah because like you've got like your typical thriller is like one that's a little bit more like Scary or like sinister, but exactly. again can happen to everyone.
0: Yeah. Um, you have which you, makes
1: it a little bit scarier. Which makes it
0: scarier. And oftentimes it does happen to just anyone most yeah. of the time. You have your psychological thriller, yeah. which you know can involve someone like a killer, but like an intelligent one. So you got like your silence of the lambs yeah. type of thing. Um, you can have something like even yeah, that's true. They do have things like this too. There's like um like a techno thriller, which is always like very technologically centered, so it's usually like. What? like hacking and shit um which is like a thriller mystery kind of thing that usually revolves around like something's being stolen technology-wise something's being hacked like something's being matrix? whatever no <laughs> <laughs> it's not what the matrix is about Shrine. i have also
1: not seen the matrix the way <laughs> <That's
0: interesting. laughs> oh boy the internet's gonna be like oh <laughs>
1: what does this girl fucking watch i'm going need to all of our listeners to please compile a list of all yeah. the movies you really think I should have seen by now oh my god yeah at 31 years old uh, <laughs>
0: um you know no it's more like like techno thrillers it's own, like very niche niche but you have stuff like what am I thinking of right now oh like um I think it's like a legal thriller so like anything that's like following like the court system anything that's got like that's you know a techno thriller no 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 I'm saying like a legal oh, thriller is, like a different yeah yeah okay. Okay. yeah um a, like your legal thriller so anything that's like your Lincoln lawyer type of like thing and like anything um that John Grisham writes oh yes those types of stories so, like a time to kill and like all of those types of stories mm-hmm. are very much like the firm there's a bunch of them oh um, oh um
1: Oh, what's that one there? Oh, it's so good with Richard Gere and Edward Norton. I don't know. Well shoot. I don't know. Is that one a book? Primal Fear. Is that one a book? I think so. Mm, okay. I might be wrong. Hang on. I'll Google it. Let's Have you seen Primal Fear? Um, I don't remember. Maybe. That's a great movie. Oh yes, it is. Okay. It is, isn't it? Mm-hmm. Yeah.
0: I would assume so, because it's so good. Okay, so yes, so that one. So exactly, these kinds of things. These are the stories that usually follow, uh, like, a lawyer as opposed to a cop, Mm -hmm. you know? And a lot of the interaction and even some of the discovery of evidence and things takes place within the courtroom as opposed to... in the police station or as opposed to like on the case the detective walking around and solving the case
1: I always find that like when it's a story and I go back to our other um episode about like the narrators right the Mm -hmm. unreliable narrators I always find it interesting when you have a lawyer as the narrator because I always like I find that they're automatically unreliable they're biased because they're biased like but they're trying not to be biased so I always find that it's really interesting to have a lawyer as a narrator because it's like you're getting the insight of their emotions and their actual thoughts. Mm-hmm. So even though they might be like defending somebody who obviously committed a crime,, yeah. you're still getting their input on like whether they actually believe this person yeah committed it or not yeah that's true because you do have the narration aspect of it that's giving you that information yourself
0: as well so i always Um, find that
1: they're a little bit more interesting than like a detective who just like wants to know who did it yeah yeah Yeah.
0: (laughs) they can get depending on what you're looking at they can definitely get tedious after a while um there are certain types of detective fiction uh police procedurals that are still incredibly popular Mm -hmm. especially if you look at nordic noir oh yeah Scandinavian, really big on that like um the
1: snowman yeah yeah
0: all of um, anything by what's his name joe, joe nesbo
1: joe nesbo <laughs> yeah um, what about like girl with the dragon tattoo where does that fall stieg larson that's swedish as well but what kind of subgenre would you say that falls it under?
0: definitely falls into the mystery category but i'd say that it's like maybe thriller like mm. more general thriller mm. i wouldn't necessarily call it a psychological thriller yeah. but it is you tattoo know a thriller a thriller, <laughs> sure, <laughs> but it's got yeah, because it's also got a little bit of a little bit of everything in it that way too. Um, but yeah, your thriller. See, these are really good examples. Like your Joan Bo Stuff, Steve Larson's books. Um, and a lot of the any a lot of the stuff that you find that's being newly published in like the mystery section yeah. at your bookstore right now yeah. is more thriller than mm-hmm. just general. Mystery, You know, there's yeah. usually something more suspenseful about it. There's yeah. something a little bit scarier about it. They're usually mm-hmm. a little darker. The subject matter is darker.
1: Yeah, it's funny. Like, I find mystery, especially, is one of those genres that it, like, it change, changes with the times, but it can yes. go back and forth. Oh, yeah. So, like, if you take fantasy or, like, sci-fi, as like time progresses and we get more modern and we get new technologies like it affects these genres Mm -hmm. in a different way and they kind of get changed yeah and then they never go back to how it was before like it's hard Um,
0: I think it's hard now for audiences to go back to high fantasy in the same way that they would have 50 years ago exactly
1: um whereas like if you look at mystery like we're saying, okay, the newer ones that are being published are more thriller, they're more suspense. But that's not to say that, you know, in a couple of years or ten years from now, maybe it'll be back to like the quirky cozy mysteries. It'll be back. Kind and, of, yeah. And know, in
0: their own way, the other genre subgenres never really die. Like yeah. you will still get your classic detective story yeah. that's published. People will still write a period piece that's set in the twenties or the thirties, yeah. where you have yeah. a detective solving a mystery. Yeah. Um, Probably also, I'm sure some of that too, where some people like to, to do the, the period piece of mm. it all is probably also a lot of it's to do with true crime yeah. I would assume because oh, for sure, yeah. you know people like a lot of people are very fascinated by uh, much older cases mm. like true crime cases you know if you're looking at things from like the 1800s or prior to or a little bit after that kind of turn of the century yeah. mystery tends to be something that's a big deal even if you um I believe it's yeah it was fairly fairly recently announced anyway that they finally um there finally seems to be like pre. Pr- there finally seems to be pre-production happening for um, the Devil in the White City, which I believe is going to be a series on Hulu. I think is what I saw, um, which is a true crime novel from like a good few years back uh, that I read. It's very good. Um, that. Takes a really interesting look at H.H. Holmes, who is considered basically like America's first real serial killer. Mm-hmm. Um, back during, he was, oh, much of what he was doing was during Chicago's World Fair. Mm-hmm. So there's a juxtaposition in the book with, I believe, Eric Larson, if I'm not mistaken, is the author. He's very good. He's written a bunch of sort of true crime oh, books, yeah. but true crime books that read in an almost fictional way. Like yes. the way that you are reading them, it's almost like an entire story is being told. It's interesting. Um, I think you guys have a copy. Of it. I do
1: yeah I'm like thinking now now that you're saying probably
0: it. so yeah so I what know, there he is
1: the devil the white there side. you go so what yeah. he did
0: is that that's it the book that he has written about it it is a true crime story and he's telling the story of it but the way that it's written you have everything that was happening with Holmes at the time but also in contrast to that you had the World's Fair was being built up in Chicago at that time um, and the lead architect on the project was also dealing with all kinds of different things and it sort of you know also posits the idea that because all of this was happening did they miss a lot of what Holmes was doing at that time like was that missed but the way that the book is written it basically reads like a mystery thriller anyway Mm. um, because of the style of book that it is even though it is true crime and I think that the popularity of true crime has also caused um, some mystery books and more modern mystery books to get into that grittier side of things, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, cause on one side you've got like, you know, even if you've got like your Jack the Ripper stuff mm-hmm. and everything too, right? Yeah. And just like how many theories are posited oh, from man. Jack the Ripper. They've done
1: a lot. You've got like your sci-fi, your fantasy, everything, you got everything with Jack the Ripper. Everything, like.
0: everything. If you guys, um, are into like the like young adult end of the spectrum? There's those *Stalking Jack the Ripper* mm. novels. I believe there's four of them, and they're set in the 1800s and follow uh, two younger characters um, who are studying forensics, basically in London. But it also follows them to different places that they travel in each book, and in each of the books, they encounter a quote-unquote real-life mm. killer. Right. Um, or a real-life mystery that needs to be solved, but it's based in something to do with reality. You know, in the first book, it's Jack the Ripper Mm. in London. In the second book, they're in Romania, and it has to do with Dracula and the idea of him actually being like, existing, right. basically. The third book um, is centered around magic stuff, so Harry Houdini's character exists oh, in the novel. I've heard about these. Yeah. yeah, and then in the fourth one is they make it into Chicago at the time that H.H. H. Holmes was right. doing what he was doing. Oh wow, these kids at the same time not as lucky. As... No, <laughs> not at all. Um, so those are the, you know, so even all the way down to like you know basically like a teenaged Mm -hmm. kind of audience they you know is still willing to do something like make like a period piece Mm. like write something like this that's set at a different time and again kind of set it within reality yeah around people historical figures people who existed at a certain point so Mm -hmm. Yeah. yeah. God, yeah. There's just, there's too much to talk about about it. Um, because like we said, their mystery exists to a certain extent in almost every story. Yeah. Kind of ever. Yep. In its own way.
1: In its own way. Maybe not romance sometimes romance. sometimes
0: romance you can get your like your erotic thriller on occasion which is like something like that too there can be a mystery but just like people falling in love at the same time or having an affair and that happens and then weird stuff can go on from that
1: or like why does my professor not recognize me when I made out with him in an apple field no that's
0: ago? like somebody who would want this to be a thriller
1: but
0: it isn't. <laughs> <laughs> that's totally different
1: <laughs> I don't think that counts.
0: (laughs) I feel like it's too much. No,
1: I'm stretching here. Yeah, it's like,
0: that's like the, like, the (laughs) laziest attempt at mystery in the world, basically. It's just wild. Probably
1: because the answer is just so terrible. Yeah,
0: I think so. Anyway, Anyway, it doesn't matter. Um, um... Yeah. Oh God. Thank you guys for being here for mystery month in general. It's been a blast. We always, I always have fun with this genre. Um, I hope you guys do too. So if you do, and if you want to talk to us about it, you can hit us up over on our Instagram page at fully booked CA. You can check out our Facebook group at facebook.com groups slash book was way better. And if you are still with us, you can please feel free to leave us a five-star rating and review wherever you're listening. It really helps us, um, get the show out in front of more people. But until next time, guys, keep on reading.
1: Thanks, everyone.